Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of After Our Fantasy Podcast. The one before the season kicks off. Oh, you're planning, drafting, redrafting. Try to fit players in as new came ahead. This is a, this is a nitty gritty thing. So here with me today is Gunnar. How are you, Gunnar? Doing very well, thank you, Peter. How are you? Not no bad, not bad. After a week off, you're back, back with a bang. Tom, also, how are you? I'm good, thanks, Peter. How are you? Yep, I noticed Gunnar stole your line there, but I'll repeat, <laughs> I am fine as well. So this week <laughs> we are going to reveal our team now. Obviously, it's subject to change because there's so much things still at play here. There's European games for the week. There's potentially still transfers. I'm not very much doing that with changing the teams. Uh, there's also pressers before the season. I noticed the uh, deadlines move back to an hour. Do you notice that? I've read it in the... I've seen it in the Titans chat, but I hadn't so noticed we it. Will, we will get one early game, so that will maybe affect teams as well, as we'll get to later with one of Tom's picks. And so it is something to change. It's just what we're sitting on right now. We're less than a week to go. So we'll, de- we'll start in with Tom time first. Then we'll get to a team reveal and then we'll get the questions. So Tom, over to you. Um, so basically it's just a continuation on from, from last week. Um, there's been, games been played since we did the pod. Uh, mostly European and Cup. So I'm just going to run through those and see if anything stands out to us. Uh, first team up is Aberdeen with their 5-1 win against BK Hacken in the Europa Conference qualifier. The five goals came from Considine. First one was Considine, assist Calvin Ramsey, Ferguson with a penalty, Ferguson with the third goal as well, Ramirez and Conor McClellan with the fourth and fifth, and Jack McKenzie assisted the final two goals there as well. Uh, the return tie is still to play. That'll be Thursday night. And um, that's about it, really. I don't think Aberdeen will have any more games after that uh, with the weekend coming. Jack McKenzie, two assists. He's a two million defender. He he came on, to, I think, to replace Johnny Hayes. Johnny Hayes is obviously getting on a bit. He's 34. And at two million, you can't really argue with that if you want to take a bit of a punt. Um, but I think perhaps maybe a better option would be Calvin Ramsey. Uh, who plays on the other side, and he's actually started the tie, and he's also two million. He only got one assist as opposed to Jack McKenzie's two, but attack and return nonetheless. What do you think of that, guys? Uh, well, I'll go first. I quite like the idea of having two of them. If you're going to have the, the bench trick, I don't mind that at all, because like you said, with 
they playing like three five two? They're playing kind of wing backs, were they? Aberdeen, yeah. right? So I mean, they're even good. They're quite more attacking. They're young boys, so they're full of energy. Uh, and maybe people don't want to. But I quite like, like the idea of the two of them, and also like the idea of Ferguson playing further forward of Scott Brown's anchoring. So you may get more attack returns for Ferguson this year than we thought we'd have got last year. I have to echo what Peter said there. I've got both of them cheapies in my team right now, and I'm trying to find uh, point one as well to upgrade Hedges to Ferguson. So I like that as well, him playing further forward. I don't know if he's still going to be on, on, on penalties, but he took one in that game there against ha- Hacken. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. For, for, for me, it's just uh, like budget wise, uh, trying, trying to fit Ferguson in there. Uh, but but the two cheapies, especially Ramsey now, it's it's hard to look past him for the for two million. I think it's a great pick. Yep. Um, on to Celtic next in. Uh, we talked about the game against Midland last week. Um, they've got another game coming up um, tomorrow evening. However, on the weekend, they did have a friendly against West Ham with a loss 6-2. The goal scorers were McGregor and Christie. And my own personal opinion, I wouldn't go anywhere near Celtic defenders, regardless of their price, until um, some new players come in. What do you guys think, Gunnar? You know, the Celtic defence? Yeah, so, well, I've obviously seen the prices. Someone like Welsh, he's, he's super cheap. It's a super cheap way into the Celtic defence. But it's like you say, I, I'm, I'm not interested in the Celtic defence at the minute, especially with Barkas and goals as well. Uh, no interest whatsoever. Uh, I've got two Celtic in my team at the minute. Uh, Furohashi on the basis that I'm I'm hoping he's going to play someone as a striker, and uh, I think Ajeti. He's the se- he's the second one. Um, it all depends, obviously, what happens with Eduard, but it pretty much looks like he's he's going to be away. So I haven't even tried to fit him in, into one of one of the drafts. It's just eight million that eats up so much of your budget. And uh, I, I couldn't make it work at all. But like, like you say, defensively, I'm not interested at the minute until they make a few more signings. Um, I think there's value there in midfield. It's more the case as well of like fitting these players in because they come at like quite an expensive rate. Yep, Peter, can I tempt you with a cheap Celtic defender? Not at all. Uh, I still believe at the end of the season they'll be the second top clean sheets just due to the process of the biggest teams in the league but right now no wouldn't touch you're waiting to window shut he gets his players in and maybe the team settles at the back uh, like Gunnar I believe midfield's the way to go I'm on Furuhashi and McGregor right now but I'm really tempted by Ryan Christie if he seems to be staying because Christie looks like the player of old he looks like he really suits Angie's system and it could be a bit of live wire in that team if he's involved. Uh, up front, nobody yet. I'm not convinced with the either, so I'm not on him. No. It looks like um, Edward could be away to either Brighton and Crystal Palace have showed some interest as well, so he could be out the door. So it'll be interesting to see who takes his place. I currently uh, don't have any Celtic players in my, in my draft. I've also uh, heard conflicting reports. That's a rubbish buy at Celtic try to flush out buyers that there's no interest for Brighton or Crystal Palace. It's a planted story. Take you want from that. Sneaky, sneaky. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm holding off. I'll, I'll maybe change my draft. I'll, I'll see how they perform tomorrow night. 
and take it from there. Um, after that, then, we've got Dundee. They've actually had two games. They had a 2-0 win against Montrose, uh, goals from Cummings and Luke McCowan, and a 5-2 win against Forfar. Charlie Adams scored, uh, Corey Panther scored, Christy Elliott, and Cummings got two goals, one of which was a penalty. So he could be on penalties for Dundee. Um, Adam, Charlie Adam came off after 35 minutes. There's a possibility he might be injured there, so um, keep an eye on the pressers for, for injury news surrounding Charlie Adam. What do you guys think? Jason Cummins is a cheap striker. Peter? Uh, I, I didn't think at the start of the season, but since then it seemed to be a wee bit of... People have been saying he's been playing pretty well. He's going to do well this year. He's really up, he's up for it. He wants to impress. He's not on my team yet. I've got Adam. But if he's going to be injured, start the season, his start isn't exactly the best. Maybe just take him out back out of the team and they'll wait and see if he goes back fit. Mm-hmm. I've got the boy. I know we'll kind of review what teams will go along here, but we'll do it in greater detail. I've got position McGee, but I'm also thinking he's going to play defence that doesn't expect to keep many clean sheets. Maybe just drop him to... What I believe will be like Mackenzie and Cummings. Is it Cummings or the Aberdeen players? Ramsey. Ramsey. Ramsey, sorry. Cummings and Dundee. They, they're just, just as out of position if they're going to be playing full uh, wing back. So it's 0.4 million cheaper. Mm-hmm. So mm. as it stands now, I've got Adams and McGee, but just even talking to you about it, I'm probably going to have him out of the team. Good on. Yeah, I didn't know. Uh... There was an injury dub for uh, Charlie Adam before we come on the pod. Uh, I was just saying to Peter, in the past two weeks I've been pretty w- busy with uh, work, so I was desperate for some Tom time today uh, to get the latest updates. <laughs> so I've, I've got Adam in my team as well. Uh, I was happy to find a, a midfielder there for around the 4 million mark. Uh, if he's going to be out, so that's, that's something to monitor. And I think apart from a non-playing player, that's my only... Uh, Dundee player at the minute Cummings similar to Peter he, he wasn't really like on my radar uh, like during preseason. now I've, I've heard some good things now but like, I've gone somewhere else in this cheap striker uh, category and then on McGee as well uh, personally I, I haven't watched any uh, Dundee games yet so far so I'm, I'm not too sure what to expect like clean sheet wise as a promoted team um, I'm I'm not sure how 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 you can really bank on on clean sheets there because I I just don't have the information uh, to to make an informed decision there. So he's not in my team either. Um, I think Maz on Twitter in his kind of Dundee roundup said they only kept six clean sheets last season in the championship, so he doesn't mm. ask them for any more in the Premier League. Obviously against a stiffer opposition. Um, Charlie, I mean, it might just be a precautionary thing. I, I just and something I noticed in the, the match report, 35 minutes he came off, so a bit unusual time to be subbed, so keep an eye out on that. Um, I quite like um, Paul McMullen at Dundee, four goals and two assists in pre-season. Bulk of the opposition were uh, lower league Scottish teams and Leighton Orient, um, but he did manage to get a goal against West Ham, and they drew 2-2, which is more than what Selleck did. Um, <laughs> on to the next Dundee United team uh, Dundee team then Dundee United they had uh, no game since the last pod so I don't know if they're resting up or they might be planning to be fresh for the weekend but uh, not really anything to comment on there but 
Have you, you guys had any more thoughts about um, Dundee United, Peter? You, you, you still have Charlie Mulgrew? Are you, no. are you thinking about him? Chalmers is my cheap, cheapy up front striker, 3.8, who I believe was number 10. So I think he's been talked about all season to be quite a talent. Don't know whether it's going to get return greatly, but 3.8 give him a third choice striker right now. Uh, I believe there's another defender, I can't remember his name, 2.0 million again at the back. This used Duffy. To... No. I think it's Duffy, no? Is it Duffy? I thought it started with an F. Hmm. Anyway, because I've not got it to hand here. Uh, I believe he seems to be nailed for the right back position, right wing back position. So there's another one to think of. I can't think his name if it comes to me. Anyway, go you talk, I'll find it. Is it Flynn uh, got... Duffy, the two million? That's Is it Duffy? It's Flynn Duffy, the, uh, he's the only two million defender at Dundee United. It must be him then. I bow down to your noise, going on, I'm for something else. <laughs> I've got the uh, the fixture ticker here from uh, at Sotty Show Open and Dundee United games to kick off the season is Aberdeen, Rangers, St Johnston, Hearts, and then game week five, Samirin. So it's not an easy start. No, I've got. I know we, we like even like the expert picks had a lot of Seagrist uh, pick there. We spoke about Spurla. We just had the the Duffy there, the cheapy uh, defender as well. The only player I've got on my team at the minute is Nicky Clark. Four point four million was on penos last season. I'm hoping he will be again, um, just as a third cheap striker. But based on the fixtures that they have defensively, I'm. Not too interested. Midfield, I don't really know where to go either. Player that would potentially interest me is someone like uh, Fuchs, Janda Fuchs, just like on the pass points, interception points, uh, playing as like a defensive midfielder. He would probably interest me, but again, with these fixtures, Rangers game week two as well. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think I'm going to go further than just one Donny United player at the minute. It wasn't Duffy Tom, it was Kieran Freeman. Kieran Freeman. Right. Is he? Is he okay. Two point one. One point. I believe one. Not bad. Um so next on the list we have Rangers. Again, another two games for them. Uh nil nil game against Brighton. Uh, the ten, I think they looked like they started with more of the sort of the kind of second team and then uh nil uh Sorry, 2-1 against Real Madrid. They seem to start with what people might perceive as the first team. Um, two goals against Real Madrid isn't bad. Itten and Sakala both scored. Sakala's goal was assisted by Kamara. I couldn't see anything for Itten. Um, Davis and Lindstrom were the deep-line mids. There was no Roof and no Morelos and no Aribo. It seems to be there's going to be a bit of a gamble between Itten or Sakala, if you're maybe going to try and start one of those against uh, Livingston. Um, I kind of thought it was going to be Sakala, but then I seen Gerard had um, singled out Itten. He said he's the standout attacking player of the preseason. So maybe that's a hint that Itten might start over Sakala. But again, maybe a bit of a gamble, but we'll maybe get some more information in the pressers. Uh, Scott Wright, he started both games. He is only 4.7 million, so that's a cheap uh, entry point into the Rangers midfield. I don't think he had any returns in pre-season, I'm not too sure, but over the weekend in the two match reports, he was mentioned quite a lot. 
in terms of uh, creating chances and, and get a couple of attempts on goal as well. Um, so not bad from him either. What are you guys doing for, for your Rangers? Gunnar, how is it looking just now? So looking just now, is I've got two defenders, Tav and Barisic. Um, I think I've read before in, in one of the group chats on Twitter that like, Barisic is only just back from Croatia and there was a bit of uncertainty if he will start this like first league game. But Goldson is the same price. So uh, if I hear in, in that direction, I'll just like straight swap for Goldson. I would like Ryan Ken probably. I, I can't fit him in. Uh, as he's just too expensive. And on the strikers, I don't think we can confidently say who's going to start the season for Rangers up top. If you look at it, you got Itin, Sakala, Morelos, Roof, probably missing someone. Defoe is still there as well. So if, if you're trying to pick a Rangers striker there, like you might get lucky and like Sakala, he, he might start. And uh, then you've got a nice, cheap, old firm striker in there. But again, like I don't think we can confidently say who's going to start for them uh, in, in this first game week. And I'm going to try to just pick someone else who, who I'll know is definitely uh, like going to get on the pitch. And, and until that is sorted, until maybe someone like Morelos is away and like... The, the striker position is a bit decimated there at Rangers. Uh, I'm staying away from, from Rangers strikers as well. And mids, again, Ryan Kent, I would like him. I would probably have to drop two of my premiums in midfield to fit him in. And I'm currently not willing to do that. Mm-hmm. I think with Roof, I think he's supposedly got COVID. Or yeah, he's happened to isolate just now, so he's not been playing or trading. And Morelos, for him getting back from Columbia, it's pretty tight. Mm. Um, I don't think he's trained with the squad either. So the chance of those guys being out, I think it's probably a toss-up between it and, and Sakala. Um, Sakala and possibly Defoe. Mm. getting on a bit now. Pierre, do you have any strong opinions over the Rangers attack? I've currently got Sakala, but I'm not 100% convinced he's going to be starting. So we do get early team news. So I might just have him as a placeholder and have to change if it doesn't work the way I want to work, but I think they're going to share minutes, so nobody's nailed. So, like mm. Gunnar said, I think I'd rather be going for an old midfielder, Kent, but it's stretching to Kent. Can I get him in? You mentioned right, Tom, but will right keep his place long term? So, I don't know. I don't know. I can maybe just Tavney and Barisic the now, but then you don't. Rangers are missing at home in the first game, and I think they're going to do a bit of damage here. So you, I'd, I'd like to attack the fixture of three. Mm-hmm. it's what three so I think I'll be using the advantage of the early team news to confirm a third on the day of if we get it in time that is that's right Rangers are usually quite slick at getting the team news out early because the deadline's half 12 and Rangers kick off at half one so chances are you're probably going to get the team news about quarter past 20 past 12 just keep an eye out on the Rangers Twitter um, so given that then we, we can maybe just have a couple of placeholders and wait and see what the lineup is. Um, up next in Hearts, just the one game they played uh, Inverness Cali Thistle and beat them 1 0. Goals from Jamie Walker and assists came from Boyce. I'm currently holding Guy Mackay Stevens. I think he's probably maybe going to be their standout player for the season. Um, Peter, any views on the, the Hearts squad? None. Boyce, I took out for Sakala because I thought he was going to be starting. So as it stands right now, nobody. But I do think 
once again the season kicks in, I probably have Boyce in centre gate because I think he's going to be quite dangerous and he's really cheap. So just leaving if kind of if he scores one of the three games for that price, I'm quite content with that. Mm-hmm. Gordon and goals maybe eventually over time, yep. but not straight away. And I like your Gary McKay Stephen shoot as well. Guna, how do you feel about Hatch? Not watched uh, a lot of games from them. I forgot about Boyce. I had him in, in a lot of early drafts. And then, yeah, he's 5.1 million. I've, I've, I've picked a Jetty here in my team, so I could save a 0.6 uh, there. It, like I totally forgot about him, but I agree with Peter. He's, he's probably eventually going to come into the team and be a set and forget at that price as well. Fantastic. Gary Mackay Stephen, I like that as well. Uh, and defense, I haven't really looked yet i think gordon is an option down the line as well just maybe not early on you got celtic if game week one aberdeen game week three um but there is some value in the team there yep and on to the other edinburgh team hibs uh, they had a 3-0 win against santa Coba. that was another europa conference qualifier uh, we got a penalty from boyle um, Boyle also scored the second with an assist from McGuinness and the third goal was scored by Nisbet, assist from Gogic. Uh, Newell was sent off with a questionable red card, but I think Santa Coma ends up getting two reds anyway. Uh, formation was a 4-2-3-1, Nisbet being the, the lone striker uh, with three mids behind him, which was Mackay, Scott Allen, who had a um, sort of injury ravaged season last year. And Boyle was, was sitting behind him. Allen's only 3.5 million, and he might be a, a, a nice cheap option into the, the Hibs midfield. He also offers some attacking threat as well. I'm currently sitting on Nisbet, Boyle, and um, McGinn defending. So looking to attack the sort of nice run that Hibs have at the start of the season. Guna. Which yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna see the same there. The nice start to the season. I have it here: Motherwell, County, Dundee, Levy, and then Hearts. I think they have the one of the best starts, like uh, opponent-wise, uh, to the season. And two players that haven't left my team in in any draft are Nisbet and Boyle. Had a great time with Boyle there last season. He he went a bit hot and cold at times, but if you just stuck with him, um, then you, you might have gotten a two a couple two pointers or three pointers out of him. But then he's also gonna like score two assisted one, and then had a couple assists in the next game. So he would be someone for me set and forget as well. And I was I was speaking off air to Peter before we came on. Nisbet is someone. See, if he goes to Celtic, then I have a Celtic striker for 6.2 million. Or if he does leave the league, then it's a free transfer, which I like. I can then use to go anywhere, basically, because he's in this price bracket where he's quite expensive. And you mentioned McGinn. Uh, Peter brought me on to Hanlon. He's only 2.8 million. He's currently not on my team, but he's, he's on the shortlist Uh because I can't fit McGinn in, I don't think. But Boyle and Nisbet for me, they're they're set and forget for for now. Yep. Peter, how are you feeling about Hibs? Hey, worried now after used to spoke. <laughs> I've only got a hand. I've only got a handle at two point eight. But I think rather than worry about Sakala, I've got 
when I've got one million pound in the bank, I think I'll just do it. There are, this Nisbet thing is, makes more common sense. He's going to play if he's there. If they leave, you get a free transfer and you've got that money to pay elsewhere. It's a boil situation. I don't know how we want to fit boil in. I would need to really think about it here. We'll wait and see. I've got two Celtic midfielders, so they've dropped one of them to win boiling. Mm. Mm. Food for thought. Yep. Um, that's definitely something to consider. Uh, Livingston up next. They didn't have much of a pre-season report, but um, they've had two games since the last time we spoke. Uh, a nil-nil draw against Wraith Rovers and a 3-1 win against Cowdenbeath. One of the goals was an own goal. Uh, the other two were scored by Bruce Anderson and Craig Sibbald. I'm not really thinking about any Livingston players at the minute. Um, I think Bruce Anderson could be a decent um, cheapy option, but I don't think Livingston have a great start to the season. They've started off with Rangers, then Aberdeen. Motherwell's not too bad. Hibs. Dundee's maybe not too bad, and then Celtic, so it's not the best start. So it's a good opportunity to kind of just observe and see who the standout performers are. But Peter, are you looking at any Livingston players as maybe like a cheapy option? No, I tipped to make it down. Remember last week I said 12. I think they're going to, have, I think they're going to crash and burn this year. So I'd like to be proved wrong, but as a voice for me until I see, and these pictures don't look very good either. So even if I watch, it'll be after the five, six weeks, and then maybe if they start playing well, but... Mm-hmm. Gunnar, did you share that view? First drafts, I think, had two Livy players even, the Obilai and uh, Lewis, but uh, yeah, I've, I've tipped them to finish uh, I think bottom, or second bottom as well, uh, in my prediction, and yeah, currently no Livy players and no, no interest either. No. A team that I have no, no interest in is Motherwell, um, they yeah. had a 2-0 win against Airdrie. Um, goals coming from Reese McCabe and Scott McGill with an assist from Matthew McDonald. Uh, and also a 2-0 win against Annan with a goal from Amal Lussor and Barry Maguire. Um, I've seen recently in the press that Graham Alexander is unhappy with the instability in his squad. 16 players have left during the summer. Is he getting his excuses in early? Tuna, what do you think? At Tony Watt, in my first draft, and I think looking at the fixtures, game week one against Hibs, tough one, St. Johnston, then Livy, uh, Dundee, Aberdeen. It's like a mixed bag as well. Um, I'm sure someone like Tony Watt can get the odd goal here and there, and if you're looking for like a decent value striker, then I think you can go there. But even someone like Mark O'Hara, who was on Penos last season, he's around 3.8 million, I think. And I, I, like you can get better for around like the four million mark. And like you say, it, it sounds a little bit like he's getting in his excuses early. Had a lot of players leaving. I am. I've currently got not none of their players, and um, yeah, no interest at the minute. Peter, how are you feeling? Yeah, I'm not going to touch him. I did, I did, I did predict him to finish fifth last week, but since then I've always highlights their last two games. And listen to the manager and look atrocious. Yeah. And following some of the fans on Twitter, they are pretty much the same. Unless the team totally changes quickly, they are going to have a long slow again next year. Definitely, definitely. Um, Ross County then, um, new manager in Malky Mackay. Um, they've 
since last pod. They've had a 1-0 win against Brora Rangers. Yakaviti assist, uh, sorry, Yakaviti goal and assist came from Vokens uh, and a 4-1 win against Montrose. Uh, Spittle with two goals and two assists. Yakaviti with another goal in that game. Uh, Jordan White and uh, I think one of the goals was assisted by Connor Randall. How are we feeling about Ross County this season? New manager, fresh start. Are we going to get drawn in like we did last season at the start of the season by Ross County players? Peter? I think they're much better this year. I think they've been better organised. I like the idea of the players he's bought. I think it's the boy Armstrong from Man City. Is that right, his name? Mm -hmm. He's on my watch list. Again, I'll have to wait and see how they go on. But look at their fixtures here. I think it's, I think it's the best, is it? St. Johnson, oh, it's a very, very oh, tough start. St. Johnson, Hibs, Rangers, Aberdeen, Celtic. Nah. Well, that'll be more case. I'll be the eye test and take notes for after that. And if they, if they look decent after the first five, they maybe. But just looking at the fixtures there, not touching the end at the start. No. Gunnar, how are you feeling? Peter uh, read out the fixtures there and... That made my decision uh, basically just just by itself. Eh? St. Johnston, Hibs, Rangers, Aberdeen, Celtic, Hearts. Like I've 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 had a few Ross County players. I think last season at the start, uh, I've tried to stick with Connor Randall uh, for like the first five or six game weeks, and never really got a return from him. Uh, and I, I I seem to remember Maz. I think putting out a thread last season of of stating that Ross County had like a like a history of like starting well and then falling off uh, pretty quickly uh, as well. I think it was them. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, right. not... I'm, I'm shaking my head. Oh, well, I don't think it's happen this season. <laughs> um, yeah, but ba- based on their start to the season, the fixtures that they have to play, um, no players in my team currently. Same here. Um, one of the Saints then, first up, St. Johnson. Uh, since the last pod, they had a 4 1 win. Um, against our growth. Goals came from Witherspoon, McCart, and two from Ballantyne. And they also had a nil-nil draw against Fleetwood Town. We've not really had a lot to go on with St. Johnston. Um, we've not been playing in the Cup, so it's been pre-season friendlies. Um, but they do have quite a nice start to the to the mm-hmm. season. Um, I remember last pod we talked about the defence. Peter, are you still on St. Johnston defence? No, I'm not in any right now. Uh... I've got Macy and goals, but that means I've got a Hibs double up at the back. So I think I'll probably change Macy to Clark or I change Hanlon to Rooney. I probably trust Hibs' defence better, so I'll probably go for the goalkeeper. But again, this is subject to change. I like Rooney. I do like Rooney, but I can't fit all five in. If I want to have the Rangers double up at the back, if I want to keep a Hibs defender, if I want to keep one Aberdeen cheapies, I'm running out of space. Yeah. You've got to be ruthless in this game. Gunnar, what about yourself? Yes, and John's now one of my three teams like outside the old firm that I really like to start uh, to the season that they have on paper, fixture-wise. County, Motherwell, Dundee United, Samirin, and then Rangers, game week five. Uh, I have the same situation that Peter has at the minute. I've got Macy and goals and Rooney as one of my defenders. I might swap that around to Clark to save point one there on the goalie. And then Hanlon, same price as Rooney. Um, do I have anyone else? I, I think that's it. I like their fixtures on paper. Uh, it looks like an, I want to say, easy start in quotes. But 
like personally, I haven't seen enough of uh, St. Johnson to really like, make an educative guess. I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. Well, they did have a good season last season. They're back mm. into cup wins. Um, maybe they can build on that. Um, Peter, oh, you've seen, you've talked about it, so. Uh, St. Mirren then. Give a fight there, Thomas. The last, the last team um, is St. Mirren. Um, they had a 2-0 win against Partick in the Cup. McGrath, as we know last season, was the penalty taker. He had a penalty in this game and he scored. The other goal came from Shaughnessy and an assist from Lee Irwin. St. Mirren don't have too bad a start to the season either. They've got Dundee, Hearts, then Celtic, uh, then St. Johnston, Dundee United, then Hibs. So not too bad. Um, I kind of like Curtis Main as maybe a cheap striker. Uh, he's, he didn't score in this particular game, but I think he bagged a couple of goals in pre-season. Um, and also Greg Kilty transferred from Kilmarnock, um, who was a nice cheap option last season. Peter, are you on any buddies? Henderson right now at 2.8, our old friend from last year. Uh, he's getting rave reviews so far. Yeah. Playing as one of the kind of fullback going at the wingers, but I don't think he'll be there come the end of the week. Uh, I like Kilty if he's going to play in the behind the striker role number ten. There's your, that could be an option for Adams if Adams is injured and you want to transfer for another cheap midfielder. I think both the same price, four point one. McGrath, I think he's good at penalties, but I don't know, I don't know how big his ceiling's going to be. Is this penalties? Is he taking? Is he back a role now because Kilty's there? Is he not playing his further forward? So it's just in case he's get by a pen, a pen man, and that's it. So I can come back and bite me straight away if he gets a couple of penalties in the first couple of games, but he's not for me. I like to shout a main up front. I mentioned Brophy before, but again, I feel like they're going to be sharing minutes, so I'm not 100% sure if Fenham's 100% nailed. Mm-hmm. Gunnar, how are you feeling about St. Man? Well, I would have said the price difference between McGrath and uh, Kilty being 0.1, then you would definitely pick the one that's on penalties. But that's that's just me. And I also have Jay Henderson because I only had 2.8 million left and uh, it was a sentimental pick. But it'll, it'll, that'll probably change uh, uh, until the season kicks off as well. Nice. Well, that concludes our pre-season roundup. Back to you, Peter. Right. We've probably revealed it for the process of this. <laughs> but we'll go through quickly for position to position who we're sitting on the, our team reveal. But again, you can caveat anything when you say it, like obviously your thoughts have changed, your what listening to doing this pod. So we'll start with goalkeepers, right? So I'll go first. Chief East Sinclair for St. Johnson. And right now it's Macy for Hibbs, which I believe will probably change to Clark of St. Johnson. Gunnar, goalkeeper. I, I'm in the same situation like you. Like I said, it, Macy at the minute and just a 1.8 Mali from, from Livy, just, just a cheaper. Tom, goalkeepers? Yeah, I'm on Xander Clark, and I've just got a cheapie as well, uh, PG Morrison at Motherwell, 1.8. Right, so we're all pretty much similar condition. Okay, defence, I've got Tavernier, Hanlon, Barisic, McGee, and McKenzie. Uh, Hanlon could change to Rene. McGee, I think, will definitely change to an Aberdeen, maybe an Aberdeen cheapie with McKenzie. Tavernier, I'm in two minds. I know it's Captain Tav, but if I took Tav to Golson, I could do so much more midfield. But I don't know if I'm willing to do that in the first game week with a good home game against Livingston. So that's my defence that stands. Uh, Tom, your defence? Uh, mine is 
tab as well. Um, I've had to go for Hellenda due to lack of budget. Uh, I also have Jason Kerr at St. Johnston, Paul McGinn at Hibs, and Calvin Ramsey at Aberdeen. Skinner, your defence? My defence currently is Tavernier, Barisic, Ramsey and McKenzie, the two cheapies from Aberdeen, and Sean Rooney. Okay. In the midfield, we've got Strack and the non-player. So it's right now it's Henderson, Furuhashi, McGregor and Adam. Adam will probably change and if I get new, and Henderson will probably change as well actually. The only one I can see the 100% same team in the first week will be McGregor. Good on your midfield. I know we've moved on to midfield but maybe maybe if I can open this up to you two. Um, I don't think it's in any way clever going without Tavernier. Uh, just if, if you look at it, a lot of the casuals, they've seen what he's done last season. They've seen, they, they know about his point ceiling from last season. He's going to be the first name on the team sheet for basically everyone. And I know, I know you get more, more funds spread around and it, it'll make your team maybe a bit more even. But like, for me, this is comparable to like FPL. It's like, yes, if you don't have Salah, but have Jota, then obviously you get a lot more wiggle room somewhere else, but you also don't have Salah, you know? And I think it's it's the same with Tavernier here. Um, as far as we know, he's going to be on penos. He's going to be potentially maybe even playing further, uh, further upfield uh, with Patterson coming into the fold as well. And like based on the knowledge that we have currently, I think it'd be reckless going without Tavernier. You've champed me. I'm just thinking. I was just thinking out loud. But if he starts taking penalties and missing them, and he's not on penalties, I don't think the appeal is there as it was before for the price. Mm-hmm. Right, midfield. Yeah, I got Boyle, uh, Furuhashi, Adam, uh, Strachan. He's my two point two non-playing uh, midfielder, and Jay Henderson, as I said. Oh, your midfield. Yeah, I also have Strachan. Um... My playing players are Boyle, Gary Mackay-Stevens, Charlie Adam, if he's fit, and Scott Wright at Rangers. Okay, and up front right now, I've got Chalmers, Sakala, Ramirez. Sakala will probably change to Nisbet. I quite like Ramirez, but if I wanted to get, for example, Ferguson in, Ramirez probably need to go. Uh, your strikers, Tom? I've got Nisbet, Curtis Main, and Boyce. And I have currently Nisbet, Nicky Clark, and Ajeti. But haven't spoken to you guys now. Ajeti's probably going to change to boys. And then I got 0.6 in the bank to play around with somewhere. Okay. Tactics. Which way how you set up your formation for this game? Can I start with you, sorry, Steph? See, I've not logged in my team yet because I'm collecting red flags and I'm not willing to let them go just yet. Um, but oh, it's hard to pick out. I think one of my one of the cheapy Aberdeen players are going to be benched because of the bench trick. Someone like Henderson in my team, 2.8 million as like a fifth midfielder. He's going to be benched as well. And Nicky Clark, Bench, so four four two is what it looks like mm. at the minute. Tom, what about you? Um, I'm probably going to be looking at 
probably a four four two as well. Um, Main will probably be benched. Um, probably Jason Kerr as well, and anyone that's maybe perhaps an injury doubt. And then we'll get the best from the bench, with Strachan in the starting eleven. Yeah, I'm the same thing because obviously the non-starters in the midfield, so it'll be four four two and hoping to catch the best of the bench. If you went five at the back, then you've basically snookered yourself, haven't you? Because you kind of get him to. So you need to leave yourself the one, the one spot open in every position. Mm. Right, on to community questions then. First up is Robbie Dempsey at Bolexo, who is one of our quarter finalists. Given how expensive some players are, who are the best cheap options enablers? So we'll keep that simple. Maybe just give two or three each. We'll start with you, Tom. Um, well, I mentioned there Scott Allen was a nice cheap option into the Hibs midfield. Uh, Scott Wright could be at the start of the season given Aribo's been absent. Um, we'll let you see the Celtic game, but if Abad is starting again, he could be a cheap option into the Celtic midfield. Um, Paul McMillan, I said that Dundee, uh, he's maybe a bit cheaper than Charlie Adam at 3.8. Um, you've kind of got a small selection of cheap strikers in Curtis Main, Bruce Anderson, Cummings, uh, Jordan White and Jet are probably in that kind of category. And defender-wise, Hanlon at 2.8 is a cheap uh, entry point into the Hibs defence. We mentioned Calvin Ramsey and also McKenzie at 2.0 million at Aberdeen. Um, Calvin Ramsey obviously started in the Europa qualifier, so he might be the better. <laughs> Never I said two or three. <laughs> I, 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 Tom, I, Tom didn't I, leave I, any <laughs> for us. <laughs> I, already had it, I already had it written down. So. Right, I thought that. Good have you any attacks? I think Tom's pretty much covered it. Nothing to add, huh? It's a, like the, the two Aberdeen uh, defenders, Ramsey, McKenzie. I have Scott Allen here on my list. Hanlon, since Peter pointed it out. Cummins, since the Tom time on this episode, he's he's been added to the list. Uh, I'm still banging Nicky Clark's drum as well. I think Tom didn't mention him. And that's me. I think that pretty much covers all bases. The one player I had a light, but it's kind of felt... See if Dembele was playing for Celtic or right on the right side. But he took that knock. He's not been seen since. And since then, Forza can come back into the fold. They've signed another winger. So I think he falls in the pecking order. But if he was started, it would be a nice option in a forward. But he's out of position the wrong way. But that's it. Right, next question is from FPL Royally. How invested in Celtic are you? Is it feasible to go without... Right, I'll start first. I don't think it's feasible to go without 100%. It's the end of this day. They've all come, worst case scenario, I'd say, set in the league. They're probably going to score, worst case scenario, the second most goals, worst case scenario, the second most clean sheets. Right, that's, if everything goes as normal. But the budget constraints, I wouldn't touch defence. There's none guaranteed up front, so I would be sticking with midfielders. And I've got two right now. That's what I'm going for. But going to work with you. Like I said earlier, defence, I'm not interested in. Uh, striker, the if you want to call him still that, the main man, he's probably overpriced. Not overpriced, but he's too expensive to like fit into like an evenly spaced out team in Edward uh, with his 8 million. Jetty has a budget option if he does actually like get the role that, that I'm hoping he will. And then in midfield, though, that this is where I think where, where the value is with your Forrests, your Turnbulls, Furuhashi, the new signing, McGregor picking up those passing interception points and whatnot. Um, and it's like you say, Peter, you called it 
if ever you said if everything is normal they would have the second best this second best that so you've accepted the new normal uh, if I did understand that right, nah, yeah. No, nah, nah. I'm just saying <laughs> worst case scenario. I, I can't All right. as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I agree. That's probably where we where we're seeing uh, Celtic finish in in all the statistics and in the table as well. Um, <laughs> but yeah, stay stay away from the defense until they make a few more signings and the values in midfield. So uh, the question is: Is it feasible to go without? Would you say no then? Or yes, it's, it it, it's it's feasible going without defenders, but I wouldn't go into it without any Celtic players. Right. Tom, same question to you. Is it feasible to go without and who invests in Celtic? Are you? Yes, it is feasible, given the draft. I have no Celtic players. I wouldn't touch the defence. We don't know what the situation is with the strikers. Chances are Edward's probably going to be away. If he's not, he's still very expensive and you're going to tear up your draft to get him in. Uh, Midfield-wise is probably where it's at, but for me, it's probably either having Boyle or having one of the expensive Celtic mids. Um, the only sort of possibility I've got is maybe taking a punt on Abada or Furuhashi, but these guys are new to the league. We know from last season, our experiences with Chelsea, a lot of people loaded up on um, Havertz and... Um, who was the other... De- uh, mid- Werner. Again? Oh, no, striker, no. Oh, Werner as well, yeah, and uh, the other... Another lad as well, the other midfielder who's supposed to be great on set pieces. Can't remember his name. Um, anyway, we loaded up with those guys and they're rubbish. So that's that's my view with with Selic. They're currently in a sort of rebuild phase, and if there were a house, they'd still be in the process of actually buying the materials. We don't really know what the the, the, the finished house is going to look like here. And until we can establish that, I, I, I think it's feasible not to touch Selic until we actually find out what we're getting and who's going to be in the lineup. I mean, Furuhashi might be. Um, Edward's replacement, you might be looking to play him as a striker, in which case he's going to be an out of position mid. I mean, and we'll all dive on him if we find out that's the case, but just now it's a punt. Okay. Next up is from Ewan White, a Ewan RFC 83. Out with the old firm, have you noticed if any other teams will look to dominate possession and therefore have assets that can rack up passes similar to McGregor at Celtic? So, Tom, you noticed anything um, that you've seen? Based on last season, probably Aberdeen. They kind of like to keep a hold of the ball. They didn't always do much with it in terms of goal scoring, but they like to keep a hold of the ball. Um, though, new manager, the lineup's fairly changed, so we don't really know what that's going to be like. They look fairly attacking in the um, the Europa Conference qualifier. Um, St. Johnston as well, perhaps. Again, it's difficult to tell. Um I've got the same complaint as Graham Alexander. There's lots of outgoings and incomings of players, so it's difficult to it's difficult to pin a team down. You can't really go wrong with Celtic and Rangers. Though. Yep, I I think it's a case of watch and see. A case of just I expect the teams who you think could be. So I would say Aberdeen, Hibs, St Johnston. Then maybe just take it there. What be yourself, gonna? When I seen the question, the team that I picked out was Aberdeen as well. But like Tom said, new manager and the last season, the focus was on keeping the ball and keeping the ball out of the net. Uh, I think you can fairly say that that has changed. I'm, I'm not saying they're not solid defensively anymore, but like the the impetus is not just on like scoring one goal and then keeping a clean sheet on the other hand uh, on the other end. And 
and then I agree with you, Peter. It's, it's probably like your usual suspects, huh? the, the, the kind of big teams, the, the Aberdeens, the Hipsters and Johnsons. And then it's a wait and see how they uh, actually all start the season. Okay. Next up is Hingme82. Thoughts on McGregor as an option for a double up Rangers defence along with Tav? And I'll start with you, Gunnar. That's something I haven't actually really like considered. Do, do you have the price there for McGregor? Do you know? Ooh. Is he 3.5 or that sounds, 5? that sounds familiar? Yep. Wow. So that's a 0.7 increase on uh, or even 0.8 increase of the on the two goalies that I'm considering. And I think with someone like like your Barisic or your Goldsins, given that the given that I don't think McGregor is gonna have a lot to save. And the clean sheet points have been reduced. And then if I compare that to someone like Barca and Goldson, I think the point ceiling is just much higher, chipping in with goals and assists. Um, if Taverniers is taken off penalties, then you next one in line would probably be Barisic. And I think it's 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 much easier finding like a like a cheap, like I don't even want to call them cheap uh, goalies because I think 2.8 is still. Still quite a lot for a goalie in the game. Uh, but I think the point ceiling for the defenders is just much higher than uh, what McGregor can can get you. Thoughts, Tom? Depends what you want to set up your team and how balanced the team is. I, I just obviously uh, listed off my first draft. And I've got Hellander, who's four million. So in my circumstance, Hellander's probably not going to provide a lot in terms of attacking returns. He certainly didn't last season in comparison to Alexa Barisic or Goldson. So for me, if I was to do that, I would free up 0.5, which I could invest elsewhere. So depending on if you're really wanting to get the likes of Nisbet, Boyle, um, put a bit of money into midfield, then you're maybe going to want to kind of free up some cash to do that. So I think it's a feasible option if you're not going to go for Barisic um, or Goldson and you're maybe looking at someone like Hellander, then in that case, yes. What I'd like to add to that is he's a year older. I don't know how much he'd be nailed to play every league game if they if they go deep in Europe, for example. If they qualify the Champions League and the next game is at home against Dundee, I think McLaughlin might get more game time in the mm. game afters. I, I can't really see now. Obviously, he's he was great last year, but he's a year older, and I can't really see McGrath <coughs> playing him every week and every midweek, especially during that time. If the fixtures fall nicely for them at home, for example. Uh, next up is from La Bitacora del Fantasy. I got it right after all another year. Can you discuss potential bargains, thanks in advance? Now, we have really discussed that at numerous points. So is there any bargains in you might stuck out you have missed maybe to add to that list? I know Tom has a big crack list earlier on than me. I think I yeah. it. I'll start with you going for I like Tom going nuts. <laughs> Nothing, nothing new than what what Thomas listed, and then what we have listed. Just, just uh, after that, uh, I, I think what stands out for me is the two cheapies really for Aberdeen, two midfield like two defenders for the price of four million for for a team that has a decent start that look solid, that look attacking as well. So you might you might get attacking returns from them too as well. They they they've shown it. They can do it in like the European qualifier against Hacken. Um what more can you really ask for? Eh? You get you get two attacking fullbacks for the price of one Hellander. Fantastic. Yep. The only thing there is also rotational risk, but that's what the bench tricks for. So 
if you've got the non-playing player and two Aberdeen fullbacks slash wingbacks for that price, I think that's a no-brainer for cheapness. Anything else to add to that, Tom? No, just refer back to the previous list and just uh, echo what I said there regarding the two Aberdeen players. Just remind yourself 12 minutes to the podcast and then listen to Tom. <laughs> uh, next up is Matthew McVeigh. Is leaving 1.2 million in the bank too much? Currently stuck with extra funds and no clue what to do with it. Now I'd answer this actually on Twitter. I say not at all. If you're happy with your team, it gives you some wiggle room after the first game week. So what's your thoughts on that, Gunnar? It, obviously, it's absolutely no problem having money in the bank. I would like to see that team because I'm struggling for money in the bank or at all just to like make the team <laughs> that I want to make. So if you have over a mil, over a million and a half in the bank, tweet us your team. So I, I can have a wee look at Con- that. Contact Matthew McVeigh. He'll be able to sort you out. He's got it sussed. 1.2 million, you get spare cash. Tom, what about you? Yeah, um, I too am flabbergasted that the, the amount of money he's got sitting left over because my budget's very restricted at the minute. Um, but I mean, if he's confident, if he's happy, then it's not a problem. You've got cash to play with down the line. You could perhaps upgrade one of your midfielders to one of these um, wonder kids that Selic will have signed and will be banging in the goals. <laughs> okay, and last question is from Daniel FFS Scotland. So that's at FFS Scotland underscore Dan. And he asks, is Welsh still a potential Celtic player to keep after the poor result against West Ham? P.S. The pod is class. Thanks, Daniel. Uh, I already answered them again, but I forgot this for the question. I've run some questions and I realised them were for the pod. Uh, I think he's nailed Celtic defence until Celtic's another centre-back until Julian gets fit, so take it for that for what it may be. But I think we've mentioned a couple of things over this podcast. We do not trust the Celtic defence. So you be buying him for his cheapness, but I very much doubt you get any return clean sheet-wise. And watch him. He doesn't really offer much on the attacking sense either from corners. No. So... It would be a no from me, but fill your boots. Tom? Um, the game's actually added the Karel Starfelt, the, the Swede that they've bought from the Ruben Kazan in Russia. He's only 4.2 million. That's not too bad. Um, but, yeah, I wouldn't touch Welsh with the badge pull because Selic's defence are absolutely rotten. Uh, it might be cheap, but you get what you pay for. Just for example, for a good gunner, you can get probably cheaper defenders who have probably more chance of keeping clean sheets in the first four or five fixtures. We mentioned Aberdeen boys already, but going to add to that. Yeah, I totally agree with the both of you. We discussed it before. Decent value, obviously, but I don't see them keeping clean sheets at the start of the season. What you could do is maybe let him be your, your fifth defender and then you bench him. So if, if he does... Get a clean sheet, you get the points off the bench with the bench trick, but even for that, there, there's better options, in my opinion. There's, there's, a reason, there's a reason why my first draft has Boyce and Gary Mackay Stevens. It's going to come back and bite you, I'm telling you. Saturday, 10 o'clock. No, not really, but I'm just saying that for the safe face. <laughs> You're not a real tuna milk, Tom. Right. <laughs> <laughs> a couple more things before we finish up. Uh, obviously, the game week one is fast approaching. That will be also the first round of the John Goffrey Cuff, Cup. Hashtag before all that. So I will push it near the time. We get the stuff out, retweets again. It's, there's only 32 entrants, obviously, it's people who felt in the community or what like, gave us support. So that'll be starting game week one. 
Brat will tweet the scores. No problem with that. Don't worry if you're not in the cup. The big cup still will be coming down the line. We've still got a big mega half-hour fantasy podcast cup. That'll be later on when it's open. Hunter's entrance. Peter Tom going to change things all down for scores, but don't worry about that. But before we finish, I want to round up on it's getting closer. So we buy FPL chat. So if you're finished with Scottish game, you can turn off now. But FPL chat, guys, I know it's wee while away yet, but Tom, have you looked at it at all? I'm not going to ask. Have you looked at it, Tom? Yeah, I've um, I made a rough first draft. Very rough. Right. right. Okay. I don't want to, you don't want to talk us through the draft. I'm just going to ask a couple of questions first, right? Right now, who's your goalkeeper? I'm on Backman through Watford, Tom. Uh, I think I've got Martinez. Yes. You know? I'm on Sanchez from Brighton. Right. So far it's 1-0 template, you know. <laughs> uh, at the back, are we all on Trent? Gunnar? Yes. 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 Are we all on Robertson? Gunnar? Yes. No. Tom, no. Are we all on Shaw? Yes. Gunnar? No. Right, so there you go. I'm on all three then. That's my back three right now. Uh, I was going to ask a question about either Dunk or Kufal, but Dunk's injured. I know it's so... Kufal becomes more appealing again. Right, in midfield. Are we both on Salah and Fernandez? Are both us three is? As a both... <laughs> Tom, I am, Fernandez. I am currently, yes. And Gunnar? I am as well, yeah. Right, so we're very template here. So, also as it stands, give me your three strikers up top, Gunnar. Tony, Watkins, Antonio. Tom? Tony, Antonio at West Ham and Indianacho. So basically, between the threes, we've got the exact same combination because I have got Watkins, Tony, any actual. There you go. So we're kind of doing something. Must be doing something right. That seems to be a template. If she's looking at you, I think that's going to change lots before the season starts. If anything, I might get rid of Fernandez to free up the cash. There's mm. a lot of people talking about going over to Sancho at 9.5 because it frees up so much money. But again, we don't want to fall in that same trap as last see season. If, Chelsea, see, see if Fernandez trap, I'm going to revert back to Gunnar uh, telling us not to sell Tavernier chap because I think Fernandez could go nuts again. But if they change formation and he plays slightly deeper, I think a lot of people can run off him. Mm-hmm. But he offers you so much more elsewhere. Salah's a set and forget Salah. I think he just stays. Because he's a great player. Bruno, I think, could, could be a better player with Sancho in, but he also could be playing deeper. So I don't know. It's going to be to watch and see. Not just a couple more games. That's it. Don't want to go too deep in the FPL chat. We'll, there's three weeks to go. We'll cover the Scottish game. But once obviously it all kicks in again, we'll both cover on both as we do. So that is us finished. Good out of your plugs. Yeah, I'm at Gunnar underscore FPL. A lot of Fantasy Football Scotland chat on there. A lot of podcast and cup chat on there as well. We'll be doing captain polls again when the season kicks off this weekend. And yeah, anything, just get in touch. So that, the captain point, I'm more interested this year because I don't think every captain tab every week. There's less points for clean sheets. If he's not on pens, wait and see. Hey, Tom, get your plugs in. I am at FFS underscore scout. I've had a few people slide into my DMs this week. When, uh, rate my team so I've been doing that so if you want to rate my team hit me up on Twitter rate my team okay <laughs> I went fantasy half 
Follow us if you like your podcast. Please give us a review wherever you get it from. And once again, thanks for listening. And it's goodbye for me and goodbye from these guys. Say goodbye, Gunnar. Goodbye. Goodbye, Tom. Bye-bye. See you later. Bye-bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs>